If you've been in a relationship or a series of relationships where you notice that you're always parenting or mothering your significant other or or fathering your significant other, this clip is for you. Hey, Adele Wang here. And in my experience with working with hundreds of people around the world on relationships, um, I have to say that this one dynamic causes so much stress, frustration, resentment, and confusion. And a lot of times people are having trouble seeing, it's like they can't see the forest for the trees. And so today I'm going to give you some things that may be living in your blind spot so that if this is a pattern you notice happening over and over, you've got something fresh and new to work with. So does this pattern feel familiar to you? That you start dating someone or maybe you're in a significant relationship with someone and After a while, you start feeling like their mother, that you're forever reminding them to do this. There's a feeling that you've got to manage their lives or they won't be able to um, follow through on their responsibilities, that you've got to remind them of the expectations or what is coming up for them, that literally you are managing their lives, managing your expectations, and it can feel after a while very exhausting Um, There's a resentment that starts to settle in, frankly, on both sides. One side feels like I have to do this to just keep this thing going. And the other side is feeling almost like, oh my gosh, I want to tune you out because I feel invaded. I often don't feel respected. And in a way, the, the, the relationship that was meant to be king and queen in, in a hetero relationship starts feeling very much like a queen and prince energy, a mother and son energy, and that is not sexy. Or it can be like a father and princess energy, which is common with people who are attracted to a certain knight in shining armor type of thing, that they like the idea of saving someone. Um, And a lot of women think that that's romantic because we've been sold the idea of Cinderella, Snow White, all these things. But this this imbalance long-term doesn't ultimately feel very satisfying. There's a, a, a state of irritation that never seems to go away um, on both sides. And even if things look okay on the surface, um, many of my clients feel frustrated and they don't know what to do because they feel like they're turning into a nag and they're forever nagging someone and it just makes the other person uh, not listen even more and then that just generates more persistent reminding. Does this sound familiar? And this is the number one thing that kills romance, sexiness, um, in that there's a feeling that I've got to manage someone else's life. So from an energetic point of view, this is not fun. And you can look at this problem more as um, a lot of people subconsciously don't know how else to be in relationship because this was kind of what they grew up with. If you grew up with someone who, for example, was very um, dysfunctional, uh, that if you had to parent your own parent, for example, that you had to manage their lives for them, then this becomes normal. This becomes an expression of love. It becomes a a subconscious way 
for many women to express their love and concern that they only know how to do it in a mothering way, which is not necessarily bad, but it it sends out a signal to the partner of um, a motherly energy more than a peer energy. And I'm just going to invite you to feel into that for a moment. Can you feel in your body the difference between a mothering energy versus a true peer relationship? They feel very different. And both of them can hold tremendous love. And the question becomes, which would you prefer? Now, obviously, when you're in any caring relationship, there are times the mothering energy may be expressed. But if that's the only channel you know how to relate to with your significant other, have a think of the number one thing I, re- I invite many of my clients to do, and um, I would say about 70% of my clients are, are women. So I'm just going to speak to you as if you're a woman, but if you're a man, it's the same thing. To notice where your energy's going. Notice the irritation. Notice the drain. Just the thought of having, you know, is he going to remember to do this? Or I've got to nag into that. Notice that gross feeling in your body. And pull this energy back to you in your body. Meaning, where did this energy go that the thought of it, it just has, it's like a what I see in the auric field. It's as if the energy is pulled out of the body. And many times my clients report that, well, they have to. And so I invite you to, uh, uh, to consider, no one is making you do this. This is a subconscious habit that you have. It's often an insecurity with life that my safety depends on you. And so if I manage you, maybe I will be okay. And if you are not doing so well, I've got to prop you up so that I will be okay. And this mothering energy also sends out the signal. It's a little bit of a superior egoic energy. Because when you think about it, moms have a certain authority over you. They mother their brood, right? They show the way. They protect. They give as an example all kinds of advice and all these things. But that's not what your partner really needs. Not in a true peer-to-peer relationship. No one really wants to be fathered or mothered by their spouse because it, it, it sends out a signal that somehow you can't handle life on your own. You need me to come in and help you out. And a lot of times people say, well, I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to express my love. And I say, yay on you. Do it a different way. Yay on you, but do it a different way. Because the way you're doing it is sending out a signal to your partner that somehow you don't believe they can handle life on their own. That you don't believe they can rise to the occasion. That you don't believe they have the skills or the stamina or whatever. And you can really sit deep in your own honesty. You might actually think that. You would never actually say that. And only you need to know. If you do feel somehow superior to your significant other, now you don't have to tell them, but you have to know if that is rumbling in your operating system and just be real honest with yourself that that is, it can be ego, 
It can be what you've seen from experience. But keep that to yourself because your ego also needs to be reminded that you're not responsible for propping anyone up and that there are multiple ways to do this thing called life. So for um, and this runs the gamut. I'm going to give you a very simple example and yes there are some extreme examples too that would require hey, you know, the dynamics of this relationship, we need to renegotiate a few things instead of me continuing to mother you to the end of time. But a simple example would be I had a client recently, she was a new mom, she had a young baby, and she was all twisted up in arms with resentment towards her husband because she felt that he was never there for her. She was exhausted, as you can imagine, as being a new mom, had no sleep, and, and she felt like she had to do everything with the child care. And she said to me, men are no good at this. Oh, that's interesting. So she had this idea that only she was capable of taking care of her baby. And I, I said, oh, that's interesting. And she, I said, well, give me an example of where your husband doesn't listen or lets you down. And she said, well, I've told John a million times to go to the store and buy, um, what was it? It was a type of diaper bag or container. And she really wanted a specific type of bin. And she told him over and over what she wanted. And he went to the store and came back with a different bin. And she was furious. She was absolutely outraged that he wasn't listening. And in her mind, it was a sign of utmost disrespect, of ineptness, incompetence. Doesn't he know what he's doing? He doesn't know anything. And I thought, well, well, well let's hold the phone a bit here. Let's, let's just wait. She was quite angry and resentful and uh, fighting with him. And come to find out in speaking with him, his experience was, look, there were many different bins. This one made the most sense to me. It's, it's made of a different material. It's 50% off. It fits on top of the dryer a certain way. I, I can't remember his explanation, but there was actually quite a good reason why he selected a different diaper container because he changed diapers too. He actually knew how to do it, but she would not let him. And so when she realized in her mind, there's only one way to change diapers. There's only one correct diaper bag or bin or whatever. And it's this particular model that her mind started to see, no, he had a very different way of doing the same thing. It was completely valid. It's not like the baby will end up with a horrible rash and skin infection. It's just different. And she realized in her mind, she had the idea that she knew the only one and best and perfect way to do everything. And that was sending out a very tight and resentful energy towards her husband because he felt nagged. He didn't feel respected. So that's a very simple example. But you can go all the way to the other side of the spectrum where things become much more ingrained, that these, it's, it's not just 
the, the one and only way to do something, the only one and only way to run a kitchen or to cook or to do the bills. And if you didn't do it that way, you've let me down. And, and you know, the other person can literally feel micromanaged to death. And this can feel like a parental energy. It's very unpleasant. But it can be all the way to the other side of, I am trying to rescue you for your own good. That you need, you need to live up to your full potential. And I see this potential in you. And I'm trying to coax it out of you. I see your greatness. I'm trying to evoke you and, and give you lots of cheering on and motherly advice that you didn't ask for. And, and I might even phrase things in a way that I think I can get away with. But often make the other person irritated. And so if you're listening, you can just check in to see if you do this. And this is when you're really trying to um, make the other person be a certain way for their own good. It can, and the phrasing might not come off as nagging, but it would come across in couched in terms like, well, have you considered X, Y, Z? Or maybe you should try blah, blah, blah. Or why don't you blah, blah, blah. Or I've heard that a good way to solve the problem is blah, blah, blah. And these are offered unsolicited. You know, your, your spouse didn't ask for advice on his workplace situation challenges or um, how he might do X, Y, Z, or even how he feels about himself. A lot of people feel that their spouse's emotional livelihood depends on them continuing to prop them up for confidence. I'm working on helping him see his confidence. And if this is you, stop. It doesn't help. Because the other person often realizes you're doing this because you love them. But on some level, it doesn't feel very good. Um, nobody wants to be mothered in that way. People need to be allowed to make mistakes without I told you so's or the rolling of the eyes that there's one way to do everything. And it, it can end up in a codependent situation where if you're the one trying to prop someone up, you can feel uh, there's a codependent dance going on where the other person feels obligated to do what you want and if they don't, you'll be deeply disappointed. And then the resentment goes on and on. You know, I was just trying to help. And the other person saying, I'm trying to find my own way. Thank you very much. The mothering instinct can even go so far as to be enabling behavior in your significant other that's not helpful. Whether it's alcohol, whether it's um, whatever. There, there, it can be a lot of um, enabling I've had several clients in this situation that they felt that to be to show love for their partner was enabling a severe alcohol situation. And by enabling, it was a sense of unconditional love. Well, I understand why they are this way. They're, they're fully in the compassion for this person. I will love them no matter what. And I said, yes, you will love them no matter what. We'll always love them. But you have lost track of how to set a boundary of what's healthy it has nothing to do with how much you love them. You can love someone with a severe alcohol problem. And if you don't know how to own your own energy with a boundary, in a way you're sort of just enabling this. 
because there's no um, consequence for bad behavior. You love them, but it's, it's going off the rails here. A lot of people feel that they can't, they, you know, they need to be supporting um, their significant other in this way. So a peer-to-peer energy has a very different feel. There is a sense of, of peer without necessarily being the same. There's more of a, of a respect for differences. There's more of a curiosity. And there's not a sense of who's running the show more than the other person. Although there can be differences in domains, like one person might be feeling more in the, um, the minister of the interior, for example, for the house. And the other one might be minister of finance, whatever. But overall, there's not a hierarchy. It's more of a co-partner. And that's more sexy. It's also more intimate. It's more respectful. So if you notice that you fall into the mothering pattern, just notice this is what you're doing. Notice that you have an assumption that this is, the, this is what you do when you love. And it goes through the mothering channel rather than the peer-to-peer channel. Just play with that. I'll be posting more clips on how you can do this. But the first thing is to be aware that you are doing this. Otherwise, it can feel like this keeps happening over and over. I attract men that I have to mother. Well, actually, that is true. And it's because of the way you're expressing your energy, this energetic dance. They didn't just seek you out out of thousands of people and you have a series of bad luck. On some level, mothering other people with their dysfunction, their problems, it's become normal for you. It's what you know. And in fact, with this dynamic, sometimes it's a way to build intimacy. You know, if I'm not propping someone else up with their issues and and feeling their pain with them, I really don't know how to connect with someone. So I need to be mothering somebody. Isn't that good? Well, you know, you do have access to that channel. But if that's the only channel you've got, it can cause issues when you're looking for a true, fulfilling, peer-to-peer, king-queen fulfilling relationship instead of a queen-prince or a a father-daughter dynamic, which is not as sexy. Hope this is useful. As usual, let me know if this is useful. Share this with a friend that might need this. I'll be putting out more clips. Subscribe to this channel so that you know when the next drop is, and I'll catch up with you soon. Rock on.